While Jesus was on his way, he could hardly breathe for the crowds. Among them was a woman who had suffered from hemorrhages for 12 years, and nobody had been able to cure her. She came up from behind and touched the edge of his cloak, and at once her hemorrhage stopped. Jesus said, who was it who touched me? Everyone disclaimed it. And Peter said, Master, the crowds are hemming, in, hemming you in and pressing upon you. But Jesus said, someone did touch me because I felt that power had gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she was detected, came trembling and fell at his feet. Before all the people, she explained why she had touched him and how she had been cured instantly. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So healing <clears throat> happens in relationship. Curing doesn't need it to the same degree. So if we take that story, we can talk about it maybe more tomorrow. We take that story, so she's in the crowd. She shouldn't be there because she's unclean, but she's been unclean for, I mean, she's been in that state for 12 years. St. Luke, who was a doctor by tradition, doesn't say this, but St. Mark, in, in his version of the story does, he said she spent all her money on doctors and it hadn't got her anywhere. So she's quite desperate. And so she comes into the crowd and she touches the hem of his garment and she's cured. She's cured. And she probably just wanted, and she felt it, so she probably just wanted to go home, creep away. But Jesus uh, insists that she identifies herself. So she comes out, out in the front of the crowd and she says why she touched him. Imagine how embarrassing that would be, and even maybe even dangerous it might have been for her. She was excluded from her community, from her society. She was unclean. So she has to admit this. And then all Jesus says to her is, your faith has healed you. 
go in peace. So two words in this translation, cure and heal. The curing is the hemorrhage stops and the healing happens at the end after she has come out and she has been restored to relationship with her community. She's no longer ashamed of herself. So I think this is one, how, one way we can read it. And it seems <clears throat> Jesus didn't know who had touched him. So the curing can happen without relationship. Just give the right medication, the right treatment, and keep your fingers crossed, and it can work. It can be a cure. But the healing depends on an interpersonal contact. So maybe one day artificial intelligence will take over a lot of med medical diagnosis and medical um, prescription and treatment. But something that artificial intelligence won't be able to do is establish a human relationship with someone. So I think it's just uh, worth reflecting just for a few moments before we, on, on this question of healing happening in and through relationship. We looked yesterday at this great universal symbol of relationship with the, the Trinity or Satchitananda, that we are all part of that great, you know, uh, creative relationship. Being, consciousness, bliss, Father, Son, and Spirit. <clears throat> so we are, we're born, or we, obviously we're born in relationship, we, we, even before we're conscious, we're in some kind of relationship with our mother. Then we come out into the world, and we build relationships. And uh, but if this model of of reality is true, then there is nothing that exists outside of that sphere or dimension of relationship. So healing happens, you could say. When, con when, when relationship becomes conscious. Because we're in a relationship, whether we know it or not. Think of the baby in the womb, or, or the newborn baby doesn't, isn't having any relationship problems uh, yet, um, provided it's getting uh, what it needs. Uh, but, it's, its development, its growth as a human being is to become conscious of relationships.
which brings a mixture of, 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 of emotions with it. I have a friend whose little son has just turned two years old, and he said to me the other day, he's just discovered the word no. So he'll be hearing that for the next 20 years. <laughs> so nevertheless, that's how we, we grow in relationship and by becoming conscious. So if we, if we were to zoom in on the therapeutic relationship, Jesus with this woman, the physician or the clinician with the patient, in those encounters, the relationship that is there needs to become conscious for healing in the full sense to happen. You can go to a, a technician or a highly trained consultant who is very gifted and capable, but may have limited, uh, for, for reasons, all sorts of reasons, not even necessarily his or her own fault, but have maybe has very limited capacity for relationship, for allowing that relationship with the person who comes in to see them to become conscious. And managing that is a, is a, is a high, highly developed skill because you're, you know, you're not just anybody, you are somebody with a terrific amount of power at a very vulnerable moment in a person's life. Uh, so you need you know, the skill of, of human relationships to be able to come close enough for it to become conscious, the relationship to be conscious and genuine has to have some feel of, you know, of contact. He touched her. And some feel that the human contact is taking place. But at the same time, you have to keep a certain professional distance because you've got six other people to see. So highly demanding uh, profession, but like a teacher or anyone who's working with, with people. So, Clement of Alexandria, who was a second century Christian teacher, uh, who was the first Christian thinker to write about salvation as divinization. Um, when we you know, think about salvation, we often think of it as some kind of, you know, being let off the hook or being reprieved or being redeemed at a cost, you know. This is the language that came down the centuries. But originally, and there's a whole other level of interpretation of this meaning of salvation, uh, there is the sense that it's, it's not about a legalistic thing being let off or, you know, having all these debts paid off for you. But salvation is about you becoming fully divine, actually. You're becoming fully human in this, in this theology, and therefore you're becoming divine. You're sharing fully 
in the life of that sat, that being, that creative source of energy that brought you into existence. By sharing in that, you become you become divine. So Clement of Alexandria um, uses this word salvation a little differently from the way we may assume it to mean. And the word salvation is related to the word salus in Latin. And salus was the goddess of safety and well-being, welfare, health, and prosperity. Salutary, salut, health. So, salve, you say when you meet in, in Italian, so salve, it's like hi, it means means this health to you, well-being to you, goodness of being to you. And interestingly, Salus, the goddess of health and safety, um, is uh, often identified with the goddess Hygieia. The goddess Hygieia is the goddess of hygiene. Um, also the goddess of health. So salvation, in this uh, sense, is health, ultimate health. And it is the fullness of being, not just curing, but the fullness of healing, uh, uh, of health, and the, therefore the healing of anything physical or mental, that blocks that energy that brought you into existence in the beginning, the energy of relationship to the whole cosmos, which includes all your personal relationships and way beyond that. So Clement of Alexandria saw Christ as this chit, or the word of God, the sun, the second element of this great trinity of, uh, that is health and healing, health in its essence and healing in its uh, effectiveness. What it does is heal, and what it is is health, wholeness, holiness, all these words related to each other. And so Christ, he called the all-healing physician of human infirmities. The all-healing physician of human infirmities. So no, medicine hasn't been uh, over-specialized. You just go to one physician, and this physician will do everything for you. And so I think Barry was saying, you know, he's, how, how medicine has become so very, very subspecialized today. So here we, there is a symbol. We're talking about symbols as well. Here's a symbol of, of a relationship, of a person, 
of, of a reality that is, uh, you know, one-stop, one-stop health, as it were. Uh, the all-healing physician of human infirmities and the holy charmer of the sick soul. I like that one. The holy charmer of the sick soul. I don't know exactly uh, what the word charmer comes from. I'll try and look it up. But um, it, I, I would guess that there's a, maybe a distinction here between different types of healer. There's the, there's the all-healing physician, the person who uses a lot of, of technical skill, and then there's the more intuitive kind of healer. And uh, they can be combined in the same person, but they can, they're also, maybe it's rare that they're fully combined in the same person because, uh, and some very good uh, clinicians are um, maybe not so intuitive, some are, some are more intuitive. And, and then you also have healers who have very strong, a very real powerful uh, influence and a healing power as it were, but you know, aren't as technical. I don't know, but I think, I, I think that's, anyway, that suggests to me those two phrases, the all-healing physician and the holy charmer, uh, suggest those two. The, and, the, and there were in, in Greek medicine, of course, there, you know, the, the two serpents w around the uh, uh, staff of Asclepius uh, represented these two kinds of these two approaches to medicine. And that's still the symbol used, isn't it? Do you have a long coat? It is used, yeah. Mm. So you think that's from that? Well, that's my guess. Okay. Sounds nice. Anyway. Yeah. I, 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 so, um, then, uh, this, is, this is also what he says. He's, he's quote, quoting a Greek source here. He says, while the physician's art heals the diseases of the body, wisdom from the soul, sorry, wisdom frees the soul from passion. Now by passion here is a, it means sickness really, it means disorder, it means disharmony. So when you're feeling really angry, you could kill someone, you're, you're in this passion or you're feeling totally out of control. Jealousy or lust or something is out, or greed is out of control. That's your control by this passion. So that's what the word passion here means. So while the physician's art heals the diseases of the body, wisdom frees the soul from passion. But then he says, Christ cares for the whole nature of his creature. the all-sufficient physician of humanity. The savior, remember what salvation means, the savior heals both body and soul. So in the Christian, Clement's Christian vision of the Trinity, the second person of the Trinity, uh, and he was very, he, he, was, he was a very uh, inclusive and um, 
open-minded teacher. He uh, compared with some of the Christian teachers of his time who didn't, you know, just wanted to be more fundamentalist, really. Uh, Clement insisted that nothing that is against nature can be against Christ. And he even, apparently he, he uh, had heard of, of the Buddha and, you know, as, as they did in those days to incorporate uh, wisdom figures and teachers like that in the Christian um, uh, understanding, they would canonize him, so he called him Saint Jehoshaphat. So the Buddha was incorporated into Christian wisdom by being called Saint Jehoshaphat. So anyway, the point is that he was inclusive. And we often think of religion of B as being exclusive. So here's, here's a very inclusive thinking Christian teacher, but relevant to our conversation because he's, 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 he's working through this symbol, this great symbol of God as health and the human life as about becoming fully healthy so that we can become divine, divinized. God became human so that the human being could become God. That was, that's the common phrase of that time. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's something for, worth reflecting on here. This idea of health and healing is not being over-specialized, not being broken down as <clears throat> into its ever smaller parts, but seeing it as a whole. And seeing that there is a source, there is a common source of this wholeness and, and health that we have access to, that we can touch. And we touch into it and it flows into us through relationship. And we're in relationship with everything all the time if we are conscious of it. So we only have to become conscious, as it were, to allow that full uh, transformation, that full healing of, to take place. <clears throat>